This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 7th of May. What The Flux is the show for bite-sized business news. Five minutes every single day. Now, this one's almost too crazy to believe, Justin. too crazy right now, Brett. NASA, the US space agency, has been looking for ways to commercialize the International Space Station. So it's working on filming a movie there in orbit with none other than Tom Cruise. Wow. Twitter is keen to clean up conversations on its platform. Oh, yeah? So it's going to start sending users a prompt. Okay. When they reply to a tweet using offensive or hurtful language. Smart, I like Stamp that. Stamp it out. <laughs> Three very large stories today, Justin. Let's get Let's into do those. It. For our first, Blackmore's, the Australian vitamins company, mm-hmm. is enjoying a nice sales boost of immunity products thanks to the pandemic. But the question is, where are its next big sales going to come from? Well, firstly, Brett, add another category to the list of shopping items that Aussies have been hoarding. Vitamin C. Ah, you've got your toilet paper, your rice, your pastas, Mm -hmm. and you've got your ascorbic acid. AKA Vit C. So what else is happening at Blackmores? We know Blackmores is big in Australia and it plans to enter India one day soon. Mm -hmm. But it's big in China too, yeah? That's right. But it reckons it needs to lift its game in China. Why is that? Blackmores is well aware that the Chinese economy is beginning to recover. Yeah. So locals are going to be super keen to mm. load up on their Australian-born yeah. vitamins and again. And Blackmores needs to be front of mind for shoppers as that mm. happens. So what's the key learning here? Blackmores is the master of customer segmentation. And what is customer segmentation? It's when a business divides its customers into groups based on characteristics mm-hmm. so they can market to each group effectively. Same product, different message. Mm. Blackmores brands itself differently to Australian customers than it does to, say, Chinese customers. For example... Blackmores is marketing to the modern career woman in China and trying to position themselves as a more premium brand. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, Blackmores is doing something adorable. That's right. It's pushing into the pet vitamins and supplements (laughs) space too. Poochie needs improved immunity too. (laughs) So not only is their customer segmentation different based on countries and lifestyles, but also species. For our second story, Telstra is investing the big bucks into a large cybersecurity program that mm-hmm. will protect its customers from cyber attacks. Bit of backstory, Telstra blocks around half a million malicious SMS and scam mm. calls every single month. And now it's taking things to the next level. Now, as we know, big corporates like big, bold project names. So what's the name of this one from Telstra, <laughs> Brett? Operation Rocket Ship, Project Revolution. Uh, Telstra has gone with the name um, Cleaner Pipes. <laughs> so not exactly the the boldest nah. name of it. Anyway, had. Cleaner Pipes analyzes heaps of data from organizations and uses that data to block malicious websites. Since March, Telstra has blocked over 50 attacks Ooh. that were aimed at taking advantage of people who were feeling anxious about right. the pandemic. So what's the key learning here? What used to be totally secondary issue for companies big and small yeah. is now becoming front and center, and that is cybersecurity. Companies have a responsibility to not only protect the data of their customers, but also to protect their brand. When a cyber attacker sends an email to an unassuming Aussie Mm. with a pretty little Telstra logo and ask them to log into their account and takes all their personal information. Who do you think bears the brunt of the blame? That'd be Telstra, of course. Exactly. So rather than deal with the after effects of supporting distressed customers, Telstra's being Mm -hmm. proactive with its Cleaner Pipes project. Very good. For our third and final story, Electronic Arts, the video game publisher, somehow beat its own expectations and announced sales were higher than expected for the last three months. Now, a bit of background here. If there's a video game that your friend or sibling or 
child likes to play. Mm-hmm. Chances are EA made it. EA makes video games like Star Wars Jedi oh, yeah. Fallen Order. And FIFA, of course. And Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. But EA also earns a big chunk of its money from its live services. That's like the stuff players can buy in-game. Yeah. Sales have been going bonkers around the world over the last few months. And that's because the virus has forced us all inside. QEA hitting their best sales numbers in 10 years. And in case you were wondering, that number was over $5 billion. Wow. But somehow, EA shares were down around 5%, mm. even though they exceeded almost everyone's expectations. So what's the key learning here? Just like in life, being a large public company is all about managing expectations. Except replace partner or friend expectations mm. with investor Smart expectations. One. The reason for the drop in EA's share price is because professional investors had already expected mm. super positive news from EA thanks to the pandemic. So when the numbers did come out, investors mm. were kind of disappointed. Moral of the story, under promise, over deliver. <laughs> Flux fam, if you're enjoying the pod, mm-hmm. take a photo of where you are when you're listening to it and tag us at flux.finance on Insta. Great idea. Thanks for listening. Tomorrow's Friday. We'll see Ooh. you then. <laughs> <laughs>